Hey, welcome to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Welcome, podcast people of the world. <laughs> Sneaky Plays is back for, what is this, week seven coming up? Week seven of week the 2019 s- NFL season. Week seven already. I'm here with my counterpart, Christopher Morris. Oh, uh, boy. No Tino today. Uh, he had something come up. So, Chris, how are we doing? Or I'm, I never called you Chris in my life. Morris, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That's, that's not an odd. I'm good. It's going to be back after my hiatus last week. I had some other you know, duties to attend to in my adult life. That's what you want to call it. Uh, it's good to be back. We'll miss Tino this week. Uh, and hopefully we get the full crew back around together next week. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we get everybody back. Uh, but... Either way, the show must go on. So we're here for you. We're going to break down a few things to start before we do our DraftKings. And that's with the NFL and the recent trades or, I mean, signings. Also, if you're a Packers fan like me. Uh, so let's start with it. Marcus Peters getting traded to – he got traded to the Ravens, I believe, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the Rams on the flip side picking up uh, Jalen Ramsey from the Jaguars. What do you think about the trade? And do you think that makes them kind of, you know – almost like a contender to go for it all this year because they've been struggling really bad on defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Well, I'll start with the Ravens part because, you know, that was the first trade of the day. And when the Rams made that trade, you know, I think everyone's thought was what the hell are the Rams doing? And obviously it made sense a couple of hours later when they acquired Ramsey. Um, but for the Ravens, I know they're pretty beat up in their secondary. Um, they lost Jimmy Smith first game of the year, the stud corner. I think he's supposed to be back, but still not, still not quite healthy yet. Um, so they've been, you know, pretty depleted on that end of the field. Um, and clearly Peters, I know, you know, he's been getting toasted a lot these last two years, Oh yeah, um, especially last year. Um, but I mean, he still does have talent, you know, he's still young. He's only 26 years old. So, I mean, theoretically he can help. Um, and you know, when they get everybody backgrounded in a form, you know, Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, Earl Thomas, you know, they don't have a lot of talented players back there. So it makes sense. They had to give up a good, uh, young linebacker from everything I've heard to, uh, to do the deal, Kenny Young. I don't know a ton about him, but from you know all reports, sounds like he's a guy that does have some upside and some potential. Um, so it seems like you know a good a good deal for both sides. And then the flip side on the Ramsey deal, um, I mean, it's definitely a lot to give up. You know, I look at it this way: like you know, they gave up two first rounders and the fourth rounder. You know, d- discount the fourth rounder. Forget about that. Yeah, that does that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. So you give up the two first rounders, but the way I look at it is, you're essentially only giving up one first rounder. Because, I mean, Jalen Ramsey essentially is your first-round pick, and he's, you know, will probably exceed whatever that first-round pick ends up being. So it's really just one first-round pick in my eyes that they're giving up. Um, And, I mean, yeah, it's still a steep price to pay, but for a 24-year-old, you know, superstar, all-pro guy who's, you know, still under team control for for next year, um, and, you know, we'll see if they can work out an extension with him or not. I don't don't know if that's imminent or or not, but – yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know if it changes the Rams' outlook for this year. I mean, it certainly makes them better on defense. But, I mean, that team, really, the concern is is on the other side of the ball with uh, with golf's kind of, you know, oh, very man. inept play so far this season, especially the last, you know, last weekend against the, against the Niners um, and getting Gurley healthy and all that. They just lost an offensive lineman for the year, too, I think. So, I mean, they have a lot of concerns on offense right now that I think McVay and golf have to work through before we can even think about, you know, penciling them in, you know, as, as being a team that's going to be there in January or possibly even February. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it helps the defense, but it's not the, uh, it's not the be all end all. It doesn't solve their issues. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's a great trade, great trade. Like you said, I think of it the same way as you do. Uh, you're really giving up just one first round pick. Jalen Ramsey's a stud and they lost to leave for the year. I believe he's on IR now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So they definitely needed some help. They needed to make a move and what, else, what better way to do than get the best, you know, cornerback in the league as you know, many will say, uh, so I think it's a good trade. Like you, you know, like you said, the first rounders, you never know they'll pan out and you're really just giving up one first rounder because he's essentially your first round pick this year. Uh, but like you said, you know, you took the words kind of right out of my mouth with this Rams offense. It's been ugly. It's the, I mean, it's been really bad. And I know Gurley is not healthy throughout, you know, but you still have a ton, you know, you have Brandon Cooks. I know he hasn't been super healthy, but he's still played a bunch this year. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I mean, they still have weapons, so it's sad to see this kind of, you know, this team was a, a Super Bowl team last year, and now they're looking like they might not even finish, you know, not even make the playoffs this year. Um, and then another kind of signing that just happened was the Packers getting Ryan Grant, the former Redskins uh, wide receiver. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. To me, it's a great, a great signing or trade, whatever it was. They need a receiver. Devontae Adams looks like he's not coming back anytime soon. Geronimo Allison took that vicious hit. You know, I, I get it was. Yeah, it was ugly. You know, I get it was whatever. You know, he's playing the ball, but still an ugly hit. Most likely, I believe he has a concussion. Was gonna not gonna be playing this week. Um, so they needed somebody. So I like the I like the signing. Uh, I think Ryan Grant's a very capable receiver. I've liked him when he was with the Redskins. I thought he did a good job there for whatever he had, whether it's Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith or whoever. Uh, any thoughts from you? Yeah, I missed this one. Uh, thank you for informing me on the Ryan Grant deal. Wasn't aware of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it can only, it can only help, right? Um, I mean, he is kind of a big physical guy, not the fastest, but he did have some production in Washington. Um, you know, he would flash every once in a while and, you know, the Packers, it's there. I mean, they're dealing with a raft of injuries at receiver. Um, hopefully Devontae Adams can come back soon um, for the Packers and for my fantasy team's sake. I'm sure I'm sorely missing him right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously he's, you know, one of the best receivers in the league and they hope to get him back soon. Um, and then, you know, we saw the Allison, the, the brutal, you know, nasty hit that he took on Monday night. You know, you got to think that's probably going to keep him out this week too. Um, Valdez Scantling even went out, I think for, for a series or two. Yeah, there. Exactly. yeah. He was able to come back in and made a great catch down the field. Um, but that's something to monitor going forward too. Um, whatever, you know, it seems like the Packers, whatever they got to do to keep that Shepard dude off the field. Oh my God. Um, he, so I think if Grant takes his spot, that's probably a good thing. I got to say though, Shepard, he's a decent receiver. He had a really bad game. Oh, that was I, ugly. I mean, yeah. I, for someone that had never heard of him before, you know, that wasn't a great first impression, but I trust your word for it. But you also have to think that other than, uh, Val, Valdez Scantling, the Packers played with undrafted free agent. Jake Kumaro, undrafted free agent. Jerome Allison, undrafted free agent. Darius Shepard, undrafted free agent. Alan Lazard. And that guy made plays. That <laughs> yeah. guy looked pretty good. I had never heard of him either. Because I'm like looking at these receivers, you know, with Adams and Allison, even Valdez Scantling out for a second. And I know who Kumaro is, but Shepard and Lazard, I'm like, who the hell are these guys? And Lazard made plays. I mean, I wish the Eagles could just pick a receiver off the street and put him <laughs> in there. And Aaron Rodgers turns him into a star on Monday Night Football. Um yeah. You know, but yeah, he. I mean, that's someone that you know you could monitor going forward as you know a possible contributor to their offense over the next couple of weeks while while these starters get back healthy. 
yeah uh so enough about that just wanted to, i just need to talk about it quickly i figured it's a very important thing to talk about for our fans out there uh so let's go and dive into DraftKings week seven uh so let's start with the quarterbacks we had some good picks last week uh, tino and i uh so who do you got a quarterback this week morris well i have something that we literally just talked about for a quick second there um might be an unpopular pick that he's playing at the moment um, but I really think he's going to bounce this week, Mr. Jared Goff, uh, going up against, you know, arguably the worst defense, certainly <laughs> one of the worst defenses in football, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I truly feel bad for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman and these guys because they're doing their part. I mean, they're putting up points and yards every week, and their defense just can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, they gave up 50-something to the Texans two weeks ago, 30-something to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals last week. And, I mean, this is really a get-right game for the Rams. It has to be. Um, I don't care that it's in Atlanta. I mean, that team stinks. It seems like they're ready to, you know, move on from Dan Quinn, who's supposed to be a defensive guru and clearly hasn't coached anything up there. Um, so, I mean, I thought last week would be a get-right game for golf. You know, the Rams are coming off of a, uh, you know, a long week, you know, with, uh, you know, the extended rest period after playing Thursday the week before um, and didn't really perform up to expectations. But I guess that just proves those the Niners' defense is for real. Um, but we know the Atlanta defense is not for real. Um, and I fully expect them to go in there, you know, girly or no girly and score points. Um, and golf has to be a part of that. I mean, if you can't get it right against the, against the Falcons, I don't know if you're going to be able to get it right all year. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Jared Goff guy. Um, but you know, this is kind of the last hope I think for him on the year. If he can't figure it out this week, I don't know when he's going to, and he's not priced. I mean, he's priced at 6,200. Um, so it's not terrible. And I think, you know, for the for the opponent you're getting, um, that's not bad value. Um, you know, all his receivers seem healthy too. So I, I do like golf this week, even though he's been pitiful recently. I think he I think he breaks that trend this week. Yeah, I'm actually I actually totally agree with you. Uh for the for the price he is at at sixty two hundred against the Falcons, I feel like that's a no brainer pick. Um I wouldn't expect the game like he had I mean he had seventy eight yards last game against it's the Niners. Two point one so, fantasy points. Yeah. It was really bad. Um but I would expect him to have a bounce back. I mean, like you said, if he can't beat if he can't put up points against the Falcons, he'll never put up points. Uh and which is I mean, it's just sad because he's got three stud receivers, he's got a capable tight end, and you know, I get Gurley's not playing, but that should be more than enough to propel your offense to victory. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I think it's got to be something to do with, you know, the, the rest of the league kind of figuring out that McVay offense. Um, we kind of saw shades of it towards the end of last year where their offensive production really seemed to slip in December. And then even into January, you know, they won their playoff games but didn't look overly impressive on, on offense. And we all know what happened in the Super Bowl. Um, and even when they were winning the start this year, you know, not just something seemed off. And now it's been confirmed by the way they played the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, yeah, this is definitely a get right game for them because they're going to, you know, that team's going to fall out of the race in a really competitive, you know, conference and division if they're not able to win this week. Um, and, you know, that starts with golf. I mean, he's got to take ownership and, you know, he's got to step up. And I think he will just because, I mean, I think Atlanta sucks and, I don't think I don't love Jared Goff, but I don't think he's as terrible as he's as he looked last week. So <laughs> it's a big week for him. And then my other pick at quarterback is going to be a homer pick, but I think he's playing super well recently and going up against a Raiders defense. Aaron Rodgers is sixty four hundred. That bad man. He's going up against a twenty second ranked pass defense in the Oakland Raiders. He's going to be at home. He's going to be. 
I mean, I don't think it matters who who plays receiver for him. He's going to get to production. I mean, you're seeing a lot of this more screenplays. And I don't know if you noticed, but it seems like all of Mike McCarthy's offense has been fully erased from Aaron Rodgers' mind because he stayed in the pocket a lot. Yes. And a lot of checkdowns, a lot of screens. I think it's. I think he's going to have a huge game on Sunday against the Raiders. I wouldn't expect this one to be kind of like it was this past Monday where he struggled a little bit, but I would expect him to have a huge game at 6,400. I think that's a great value pick. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I definitely like Rodgers this week. It seems like he's kind of figuring out the uh, the LaFleur offense much more recently. Um, it was kind of a little rusty to start the year. We obviously saw that, that opening game against the Bears where it didn't look right. Um, but over the last few weeks, certainly, I think really since that Eagles game on Thursday night, he's been clicking and firing on all cylinders. Um, and he was really great on Monday night, even though they didn't score a ton of points. He made the big throws when it counted. Uh, his numbers ended up being fantastic. He's not turning the ball over. Um, I think he's, you know, you kind of knew that with the Packers. They were winning with defense early. And, you know, it was only a matter of time before Rodgers kind of clicked with the LaFleur offense. Um, and I'm not buying, you know, the Raiders. I know they're they're okay. They're not, you know, maybe they're not as bad as we thought, but, I don't, you know, West Coast traveling to Green Bay, uh, one o'clock game, you know, that defense, their secondary sketchy. They haven't really been tested this year. Um, and, you know, injured receivers or not, we saw what Rodgers could do with a limited, you know, receiving core on Monday night. So uh, I, I think whoever's playing receiver, he's going to put up good numbers this week. Yeah. And I think it's also going to make a difference uh, with the game time and the type of, you know, this is going to be a one o'clock Sunday game. Right. And then this past Monday, I mean, it was freezing there. It was in the low 50s, I believe, maybe mm. hit high 40s. And it was slippery. The field was slippery. You saw guys slipping all over the place. So I would expect better field conditions, a better Aaron Rodgers, better receivers, you know, this week. Uh, other than that, I mean, there's really no QBs I would pick under Jared Goff. No, I mean, that was pretty much all I had. Yeah, I mean, you got Jimmy G. You got Kirk Cousins. Uh, that Detroit defense was very surprising to me i don't think that kirk cousins will have a big game against them you know like they booger mcfarland kept saying all throughout the game they play they don't blitz a lot they play a lot of man and they have a pretty decent defense and i wouldn't expect kirk cousins to kind of take advantage of that so i don't think i would stay away from him and jimmy g i mean i picked him earlier this year and you guys said you know he's got to show me more and i don't know about you but i feel like he hasn't shown anything since no I, don't, uh, I mean, he's the, he's the weak link, I think, of that team. Yeah. So, I honestly, other than those two, those are only other two I would consider under Jared Goff, but I wouldn't pick them. I would stay with either Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers this week. Yeah, agreed. Definitely those two guys. All right, so let's move on to the running backs. The running backs have been eh the last few yeah. weeks. Running I mean, backs have been a tough position this year, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, the guys you want to pick that are high value are great picks, but – to find like a not not going to say a diamond in the rough, but somebody who's mid level back who's priced reasonably, it's been pretty hard. Uh, so, what are your thoughts this week at running back? Well, I have one guy that I definitely love, um, and he's you know just kind of coming back from injury, rounding into form, and he's looked great the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's Tevin Coleman going up against the poorest Washington Redskins defense. Um, I mean, yeah, he's looked really good. Ninety seven yards and a touchdown against the Browns on Monday night. Two weeks ago, um, yards per carry wasn't great last week at 18 for 45 against the Rams, but did score a touchdown, had a couple catches too. Um, I mean, you know, we know the way that uh, Shanahan likes to deploy those running backs. You know, you, you never really know him, Brita, they even work out, work in the other guy, uh, Mostert sometimes too. 
Um, but I like Tevin Coleman. He looks really healthy too. You know, just kind of the eye test passes. He looks fast. He looks fresh. Seems like he's fully recovered from that ankle injury. Um, and Washington has been, you know, just a nightmare this year, especially against running backs too. I think one of the top five worst in the league at uh, defending the run. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think Coleman, you know, he's going to get more work as this as time goes here. You know, we think they'll probably be able to move the ball too. There's going to be some red zone opportunities there. It seems like the the Niners hit on, you know, one, two, or three, even you know, big, big thirty plus yard runs every game. Um, with the way that running that rushing attack has been working this year, one of the best you know running games in the league. So uh, I definitely like Coleman a lot this week. Play at priced at fifty six hundred too. So definitely not too expensive. Um, kind of in the middle tier. Um, and then another guy that I like. This one, I think I might have picked him earlier in the year, too. It's definitely a little riskier. Um, Devin Singletary, priced at 5400 You could even say maybe that's a little overpriced for him, even though it's not, you know, it's not all that high, uh, just because he hasn't really played. Um, and he hasn't made a ton of impact because he's you know, been beat up with the hamstring injury. Um, but they had a bye week last week. I think they said that he possibly could have played two weeks ago, but they wanted to hold him out with the bye week coming. So he seems fully fresh, ready to go now. Um, you know, Frank Gore's been getting a lot of carries. He's an option too. So, you know, either one of those guys, Gore at 5,200, Singletary at 5,400. Um, I like them obviously going up against the Dolphins this week too, who again, <laughs> similar to the Redskins, one of the worst teams, one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, we've been picking on them all year and rightfully so. I mean, they give up loads of yards to the pass and especially on the ground every week. Um, but I just kind of have a feeling this is going to be a Singletary week. I mean, Gore, he's older. He's been getting a lot of work early in the year, probably more than they would have liked to give him. Um, a lot of touches because Singletary has been beat up. Um, so uh, coming off the bye, you know, get this guy healthy, get the rookie some touches against the bad team. You know, there could be garbage time, you know, usage here. Keep Frank Gore fresh for the, you know, the remainder of the season. I think, uh, I think Singletary is a good play at 5,400. Yeah. So I agree with all three of those picks. I do have another pick in mind, but Tevin Coleman, I think until he slows down, and or he goes to a higher price above six thousand. You keep picking him. We yeah. picked him last week on the pod. Uh, we actually picked both him and Burita last week on the pod. Those guys just flat out run the ball. Uh, Shanahan's clearly, you know, shown his hand and that he wants to run the ball and he knows how to do it. Uh, so until, like I said, until he goes over six thousand, I would stick with Tevin Coleman. You know, every week. Uh, and then Singletary is another guy I had on my radar. At 5,400, great price. Dolphins' defense is atrocious. They're, I mean, granted, they played the Redskins last week and almost beat them, but that's kind of an outlier game. They've been giving up tons and tons of points. So, yeah. to me, those are, that's, yeah. a great, that's a great pick by you. Uh, the guy I had on my radar, guy, the one guy that you didn't have that I have is Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. Just because I know I'm picking against the Packers here, which is never good, but He's a capable back. He's been running the ball well. This Packers defense, I they didn't really they haven't shown me that they can stop the run yet. Uh, they did a little bit against. I mean, they, they take the Cowboys game. I mean, Zeke didn't run the ball great, but they were also down a ton, so that factors into it. But I feel like Josh Jacobs can go off against this Packers defense, running at least. Uh, and this Packers defense hasn't shown me anything all year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like that one too. Um, that's one I kind of glossed over. I don't even think I I looked at him on the DraftKings list, um, but it makes a ton of sense. I mean, the Packers really have been they've been brutal against running backs this year. Um, you know, I, I won't be able to get that Eagles Thursday night game out of my head when <laughs> Howard and Sanders just ran wild on them. 
Yeah, um, it seemed you, like they were. Yeah, both. exactly. Well, that's your only loss to this point, so you're still in a, you're still in good shape. Um, but yeah, I mean the uh, they looked better. I thought on Monday night, Carryon Johnson didn't really do too much against them. Um, but outside of that, you know, I mean, in Detroit doesn't really, you know, that's not exactly kind of an innovative offense. You know, Jacobs they use in a multitude of ways. He's more explosive. They use him in the passing game too. Um, I think he's really probably the only hope for for Oakland on offense to keep this game competitive this week because you know they're kind of banged up at receiver too. I think Tyrell Williams is is beat up, and the Green Bay pass defense has been really good this year. Um, and Jacobs has been coming on recently. He's had a number of good games. Um, you know, he kind of went quiet there after his big week one, but last couple of weeks he's been very productive. So uh, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that this week. I think he's probably going to get a ton of touches too, a ton of work, and you got to think that. You know, if they get down inside the red zone there, he's going to be the one getting the ball and probably trying to plunge it in. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Even though as much as I want to say he's going to have an awful game, I just don't see it happening right now uh, just because that defense has yet to figure out the run. They're really they're, – they don't have a run stopper. That's the problem. Is you know, Kenny Clark is getting double teamed, and there's no one on you know the line to stop the run. And Blake Martinez is always in coverage, so there's really nothing they can do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's move on to receiver. We're kind of flying by this, but I mean, we both had pretty much the same picks, so there's nothing wrong with that. I'll start at receiver. Uh, there's a few guys I like. One guy, Brandon Cooks at 5400, going up against the Falcons. I think for the price, uh, this is a, a can't miss pick. 5400 for a number two receiver. You can argue number three receiver who's going to get a ton of targets. Granted, his input or his output last week wasn't great, but that was also because the Rams absolutely sucked. Goff threw 78 yards, couldn't get ball downfield. But I would expect Cooks to have a bounce-back game, just like we expect Jared Goff to have a bounce-back game. And the 5,400, that's an absolute steal. Another guy I like, and he kind of showed he can play, and he, you know, coming off that suspension is Golden Tate at 5,800. Uh, Kind of shades of what you would hope you hoped last year you would see from him when he was with the Eagles, but he played well. He had a bunch of catches, had a touch, a big touchdown against that Patriots defense, which is no joke. I mean, over 100 yards uh, receiving and a touchdown, and at 5,800, I could see him having another big game, especially if Sterling Shepard is still out with that concussion. Right now, he's Shepard's questionable, but we'll see. I do like Golden Tate this week going up against the Arizona Cardinals, and then. Another guy I I do like. I don't know how good he will be going up against a Minnesota defense, but it's Kenny Galladay, fifty eight hundred. He tore that Packers defense apart this past week in the first half, at least. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, he had over one hundred three yards, I think, and that might have just been in the first quarter. Like the first, I was gonna say yeah. it was like the first two plays. <laughs> yeah, so I know the Vikings defense is better. Uh, but you saw last week, as you know, I'm sure as you watched the game, the the receivers kind of played well. You know, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey had a few big catches. I think he had over 80 yards. Yeah, he uh, did. You know, and a touchdown. So I would expect Kenny Galladay to be heavily involved this week uh, going up against the Vikings and the Lions looking for a win. You know, both teams and a really tough division got to win as many games as they can. And Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, I expect to have a big game this week at 5,800. Yeah, I like Galladay. I think he's their best receiver. Um, made a number of big plays on Monday night. Like you said, you know, I had those two big catches, it seemed like, early in the game. Um, didn't do a ton else after that, but he's good. I think he's, you know, he's Stafford's number one target. Um, Cooks, I, I like, too. Um, he's kind of a guy – he's been a little quiet this year. 
Um, Cup's kind of been getting most of the action, which you would probably guess um, would happen with, with someone like uh, – with golf throwing the ball. You know, he was Cup was his favorite guy, you know, before he had the injury last year too. So, he's making his way back. Um, yeah, hasn't been great, you know, so far this year. But like we said earlier, this is kind of a get 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 right week for all the Rams players. Um, golf and all those receivers included. Um, yeah, and Cooks really needs to – I mean, if, if you're going to have, you know, those big plays down the field, which, you know, they haven't really gotten out of him yet this year. I mean, this is definitely a week to do it. Um, he's only gone over 100 yards once, only one touchdown on the year too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely – I think the Rams are going to – I do think they'll bounce back and step up in a big way this week. So, I, I can't say that I dislike the, uh, the Cooks pick either. What do you got? Oh yeah, who my guys? <laughs> I got yeah. I almost forgot about my guys. Um, I actually do like the receiver position this week. Um, I have three. Um, I'll start with the guy that I like the most, T.Y. Hilton. Um, Ooh, has had like it. yeah has had a number of big games in the past against the uh, against the Texans defense. Um, priced at fifty nine hundred too, so not too crazy. Houston, I think, is 29th against the pass this year too, so not great. You know, this is a big division showdown. He's working his way back from injury. Um, he played in the game two weeks ago against the the Chiefs, but was a little bit limited. Um, I don't think it was quite 100%, but after the bye week, um, seems like all reports are indicating that he's fully healthy. Um, and he's their number one guy. And if you're going to beat Houston, you're going to have to beat him through the air. Um, I think that pass defense can be exposed. Um, and I like Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett's been kind of slept on uh, so far this year. He's been pretty efficient. He's been pretty good for them. Um, I don't see right, any reasons why he can't get Hilton the ball consistently. Um, I definitely like a couple of big plays this week from T.Y. Um, my next guy, I have John Brown, another, you know, another guy going up against the lowly Miami Dolphin defense. Um, John Brown also sneaky, decent numbers this year. Um, hasn't been bad. Um, you know, also priced at only 5,500 too, which is a pretty, you know, I think that's a pretty big steal for, you know, for his production. Um, his looming production, I think, for this week. Only one touchdown on the year, but, you know, there's a bunch of targets every game. Um, has at least 50 yards receiving, at least five catches in every game um, outside of one. So, I mean, I think you're definitely – you could, you know, if Josh Allen's able to hit him and not, you know, run like a maniac in the pocket there, and maybe stays in the pocket and completes some throws downfield, um, I think Brown could definitely benefit greatly from that. I think he's probably their best receiver. Um, and then my last guy that I like – uh, I like DJ Chark at six at six thousand. Um, so a little bit more expensive, but um, Chark, you know, you know, really has been one of the unsung heroes and really one of the best receivers in football this year. Shockingly, um, last week didn't have a huge week. Kind of had a little bit coming coming down to earth week. Um, granted, that was against you know the Saints defense, who surprisingly have been one of the best in the league this year, keeping that team afloat with Bridgewater. Um, but I definitely like Chark, you know, to bounce back against the lowly Bengals. Um, I think that whole team will probably bounce back offensively. Um, and I think, you know, they've got some cornerback injuries too in Cincinnati. Not that those guys are great to begin with either. Um, so I think Chark, I mean, he's been an explosive force all season long. Um, and usually, you know, when he had a one not so good week a couple of weeks ago, he came, you know, roaring back with a huge game right after. Um, so I think that's going to, that's definitely going to continue this Sunday. Yeah. I do like all those picks. And I do agree with you that Jacoby Brissett's been kind of sneaky. It's been pretty good, right? Sneaky good this year. I yeah. Mean, all he's done is he he does what he needs to do to win. As a fantasy kind of guy, 
I definitely not a good pick, but as a guy you want running your team, uh, you know, he's done nothing but play well. And, yeah. you, you know, and T.Y. Hilton hasn't slowed down. We all, I, I thought at least that he may have a eh season just because Andrew Luck was gone uh, and may take it a little bit to get used to it. But they've been firing all cylinders since, you know, Jacoby Reset officially took over this team. So I would, I do like those, both those picks or all three of those picks uh, this week for you. Yeah. I, uh, I will admit that I picked receivers off of, you know, two fantasy quarterbacks that I have on my team. <laughs> I, I, I do have Jacoby Brissett. Obviously, not probably not the QB you wanted in fantasy, but I uh, drafted Big Ben, and obviously can't do anything about that now. So, had to resort to the waiver wire. Um, and Gardner Minshew, too, I picked up you know two weeks ago. Kind of disappointed last week, um, but I do think that he'll bounce back as well with Brissett this week. Yeah. If we're um, going to go back to quarterbacks, take it back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're not going to do that. We're going to move no. on to – to a position that is always hard to figure out, and that's tight end position. Uh, so who do you like at tight end this week? Tight end was a little tougher for me uh, this week, but I settled on a guy that is really, you know, the production just, you know, has been great all year. That's Mark Andrews um, for the Ravens going up to Seattle. Um, priced at 4900 uh, the fourth highest. So not, you know, the best value, but, Someone that you know is going to get a ton of targets. He's got over 400 yards, three touchdowns in the year already. You know, we, they love to use those tight ends down in Baltimore. Um, you know, it seems to consistently get seven, eight, nine targets literally every single week and makes the most of them usually. And makes big plays, too. Not just the tight end that's going to catch your, you know, eight to ten yard Witten routes, you know, and no, no yak or anything. I mean, he'll, he'll catch the ball on the run on a crossing route and get 20 big yards after the catch, too. Um, I mean, he's a really good player. Um, and I like them going into the year, and this is one guy that I've been right about. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from picking him again either. Um, Seattle's defense, if there's one thing they're, you know, vulnerable to, uh, it's definitely against tight ends. You know, Gerald Everett had a career game against them a couple weeks ago. Ricky Seals-Jones found the end zone last week. Um, and I think Andrews is better than both of those guys. So I, uh, I definitely like him to go off again this week, even though it's on the road in Seattle, which is a tough place to play. Um, he's really the biggest source, you know, of their passing game. I like him a lot this week again. So I love that pick. Uh, I just think that he's an outstanding tight end, and he's done really well this year. And going up against Seattle, I mean, if there's one, I, you know, we kind of read into it. I mean, every week we pick somebody who's going up against the Cardinals. Evan Ingram this week going up against the Cardinals, probably a great, a uh, guy, if you want to spend the extra money at 6500 But Mark Andrews, I think he'll go off this week. I think he'll have a big week for the Ravens. And another guy I like this week is Hunter Henry at uh, 4000 nope. I was thinking about him, too. So I wish he had a better matchup, but he did look really good on Sunday he, night. He, he, I wish he did, too. But eight receptions, 100 yards, and two TDs against a team that Play, I mean, he played a good defense in the Steelers, and that's the type of numbers he picked up. I think now that he's healthy, finally, I mean, it's only been, you know, X amount of weeks, and all last year he was hurt. Yeah. So, you know, it's about time he's finally back and healthy and showing what he can do. And I feel like we talked about him a bunch in the preseason when we did our preview podcast. Um, so I think it's time for him to kind of show up in the $4,000. I think he's definitely worth the risk, you know, to you know maybe he doesn't get as many yards but he might get a touchdown i think he'll be a big red zone impact uh so i think he's definitely worth the risk because the reward's going to be great if he can put it all together this week yeah um i mean 
I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I don't love the matchup. Um, I do like him a lot. And, you know, I, I think he really was good last week. Um, and I do like him going forward too. You know, this isn't, you know, I don't want to bash Hunter Henry. Um, it's more just about the matchup for me. And the Titans are just, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're weird and they have a decent defense. They've been pretty good against tight ends this year too. Um, and I, I just, the char, I mean, he's really the only bright spot on the charters for Henry. Um, I mean, I don't, and a lot of those yards last week were in garbage time. Um, I don't dislike it. I mean, I do, I do like him as a player, and I do like him going forward if he's healthy. You know, that's kind of been his big issue the last few years is staying healthy. Seems like he's finally past that for now. Um, yeah, I mean, in a bleak tight end outlook for the week, um, I, I'd say he's, he's a decent pick. Um, probably better than, you know, paying up for someone like, you know, Kittle um, or Ingram even who, you, who, have, who has health concerns. So I could see it. Yeah, uh, I think all four or all three of those picks are guys you can't you have to go with this week. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us into our favorite position to pick. Uh, your favorite position. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I love my special teams and defense, uh, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So let's pick our defense special teams. Uh, to me, man, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I went expensive. I went, I went San Fred going up against Washington. I think they're due to get multiple turnovers, maybe a touchdown. I mean, they've been great this year. Even though it's expensive, I think it's definitely the most logical choice. Yeah, they've been really good this year going up against the – I mean, you want to spend the extra 200 if you have it. You can probably pick the Bills too and they'll yeah. get it, you know, have a big week. If you're looking – I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I would pick the Chargers. I mean, Ryan Tannehill starting for the Titans – so you don't know what he's got. I mean, he's been awful for a long time with yeah. when he was with the Dolphins. So at thirty one hundred, maybe you pick the Chargers. Uh, yeah, that's actually not a bad pick. I didn't even I didn't even go that far down. I just saw San <laughs> and I was like, that's the one, that's who I'm picking. I yeah. have to see anything else. But that actually that makes sense because I mean, I was saying this the other day. Like the Titans aren't. I mean, they're clearly not the you know the worst team in football. They're not good, but you know they're not like horrendous like Miami they're blah that's exactly what they are but they're they are... just like and and they're bad like and they're ugly on offense when they're really bad it's arguably the worst thing in the whole week to watch I think because it's so bland and just like no weapons and shit QB play and, I mean yeah I could see you know the Chargers defense is underwhelmed this year and they've had injuries too but uh if they're ever going to have a big week like we talked about with the Rams against um, Atlanta and those guys on offense it would probably be the Chargers this week. Yeah, I'm. Any of those teams really, you can pick to go. I mean, if Tannehill goes off against the Chargers, and I will officially give up on the Chargers as a team. I mean, they've been so good for a while, for a long time with Philip Rivers. If they lose to Ryan Tannehill and Titans, I will never pick a single Charger. I picked. I've picked two. I picked defense and Hunter Henry. They lose. I will never pick a single Charger again in DraftKings, and yeah, I may never, should. I may never even pick them in general with, you know, spreads and stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, if Ryan, Tan, I Ryan Tannehill is just so bad. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he's not. He's really no upgrade at all than Mariota. Maybe marginally, and probably not even. Yeah. So that concludes our DraftKings picks uh, as always on Sundays. If you follow us at sneaky plays, we have a little bit, you know, we break down kind of a few each position with players we'd like. Uh, so make sure to follow us. We'll get more into that later, but here comes, I would say Morris is probably a favorite part coming off a big uh, win with your picks with your Washington nationals. I mean, that was a great that pick. Is you right. got, so oh. now, 
you can take all that money and throw it on the spreads this week. Uh, so let's start with tomorrow's game. Chiefs, Broncos, Chiefs, minus three. Who you got? Um, oh, Chiefs have been, you know, obviously struggling. I can't see them losing three in a row, um, even though Denver's been playing better. I think KC really needs this game. I'll, uh, I'll say Chiefs and they cover, but not by much, but they do cover. I do agree. Chiefs do cover this. Um, and I think it's by a touchdown, if not 10 points. I don't think yeah. the, Bron- the Broncos just aren't very good. I think this team, I think they play a lot better against the Broncos on short. Honestly, short rest might do them a little bit better. We know Mahomes kind of, you know, you don't want to. It probably lose, does. Yeah. You know, no, you don't, yeah. You, you're you right. Don't wanna, you don't want to lose two games in a, you know, in the span of what, five days. Yeah. So I think they come out, you know, I think Mahomes comes out throwing and I think they put up a lot of points, but I do think seven, 10 points, this game's probably won by the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that I think the short week does help them. That helped the Eagles, you know, earlier this year coming off two straight losses against the Packers. I think they yeah. were pretty anxious to get back out there and play right away. So I, I like the logic there. Exactly. Uh next we got the Giants and the Cardinals. Giants minus three. Um was this game in Arizona? Or is this it in game is in the Meadowlands. It's in the Meadowlands. Um I'll go. I'll go. Giants. Cardinals have won a couple games the last few weeks. I don't really see them winning three in a row. Giants lost a couple in a row. They're coming off a long break. Um, two kind of you know not good but not horrendous teams. Um, Semi confident. Um, I think Daniel Jones gets right against the lowly Cardinals defense after a couple weeks in a row struggling. I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take the Cardinals, and I think Kyler Murray is going to have a career day against the That's Giants true. defense. Yeah, he will go off probably. The Giants are going to have to score a lot of points to win. Yeah, and I don't know if they can do it with just without Sterling Shepard, honestly. Uh, so I got the Cardinals plus three. Next, Colts Texans. Oh, this is a good one. Colts minus one at home. I'm going to go with the Colts. Texans riding high. Um, big win against KC. Kind of a letdown week, I think, coming. Colts coming off the bye. Also going off win against KC. That was two weeks ago. Um, they're at home. I think the Colts – I don't know who's better in these teams. Um, I think they're both pretty good. You know, I guess we'll find out, you know, part, you know, partially this week, even though it's still semi, you know, on the earlier side of the year. Um, but I think the Colts win a close one. Yeah. I like the Texans. I think they're riding high right now. They're playing really well. At plus one, I mean, it's practically a pick 'em game. If I'm going to take the Texans to win the game anyways, I might as well take them with the points. So I got the Texans plus one. Next, we got the Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills, minus 17. Oof. That's, I can't believe they're the Bills are 17. <laughs> I mean, that's like... That just goes to show you what the 2019 NFL season is made of. With the Bills are 17 point favorites on the. Is it on the road? Is it in Miami? No, it isn't. Oh, it isn't Buffalo. All right, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, you know what? I'm going to take the Dolphins. I don't know why, but you know Fitzpatrick, I think is better than Rosen. I think he covers that spread. They're not going to win the game. Um, Buffalo's defense is really good. Um, but I'll take the Dolphins to cover by a little bit. You know, the Bills will win by like 10 or 13 points, something like that. Yeah, I'd like the Dolphins to cover. I I think 17 points against the Bills is just way too high. Yeah. Uh, no, this isn't – you're not playing the Patriots or anything like that. Uh, so, I'll take the Dolphins plus 17. Next, the Jaguars and Bengals. The Jaguars on the road, minus three and a half. Um, Bengals are winless. Um, Jags coming off a loss. Jags are definitely better. Um. 
Oh, this is a, I don't know about this one. I do like DJ Chark this week to go off, like I said, <laughs> Minshew too. Um, I'm going to say Jags win, but the Bengals cover in a tight game. I'm going Jags to win and cover this game. I just think the Bengals are lost this year. I think this year's got to be a rebuilding gut check year and kind of the year you get rid of Andy Dalton. So I got the Jaguars minus three and a half. Next, we're going to our nation's capital in the San Francisco 49ers versus the Redskins. Niners minus nine. Niners minus nine. I'm surprised they're not higher favorites, honestly. Um, yeah, I got to go San Fran. Um, I think Washington could maybe keep this game a little closer than people think for a while, um, just because I don't fully trust Garoppolo. Um, they're going to have to grind it out with Tevin Coleman. But, I mean, that the, the Washington offense is just direct. So, going up against one of the better defenses in the league this year in San Fran. So, I uh, I think San Fran covers. Yeah, I like uh, 49ers to cover. I just don't think the Redskins have even – don't even have a chance in this game. Yeah. You know, I think this is a two-touchdown victory by the Niners. Next, we're going to Lambeau. Raiders, Packers. My Packers minus five and a half. I'll take this one first. Uh, Packers cover. They win. I believe they'll win by 10 to 14 points. You know, definitely a two score game. And I just don't see any way of stopping this offense right now. They're rolling. And I think they're going to roll right into Sunday and beat the Raiders. Agreed. Yeah. I like the Packers Raiders coming off the bye, which will help. Um, but like we said earlier, I mean, kind of, you know, the, the West coast team going, you know, to the Midwest, the time change. Um, I like, I really like the way Rogers is playing right now. Um, and I don't think the Raiders will be able to slow them down enough. I like the Packers to cover. And I'll set the over under for times that it's mentioned that John Gruden was a quarterbacks coach. I coached Brett Favre at <laughs> one and a half. Oh, that's going over. <laughs> Give me the over on that for sure. Uh, next we got the Vikings and the Lions. Vikings minus one. Who do you got? Another NFC North grinder. Seems like we get one of these every week now. Um, between it's probably the best division of football right now. Um, no team with a losing record. I'm gonna go with the Lions. Uh, they kind of, you know, the Lions have impressed me this year. They, you know, they beat the Eagles, and the Eagles were shorthanded in that game. Um, and you know, the Eagles kind of beat themselves a lot in that game too. Um, I still think the Eagles probably should have won that game and are better. But the Lions have acquitted themselves pretty well. You know, they look good on Monday night. Stafford's having a pretty good year. Their defense is really physical. Um, they kind of play almost like looks almost dirty at times, but it's definitely edgy. You know, they kind of hit you late and they play that, you know, style that Patricia likes, I think. Um, and I think the Vikings, after smelling themselves against the Eagles last week, get kind of a wake up check and a reality check this week. Um, I think, you know, the cousins thing might drop off a clip this week after him having a career day last week. Um, I'll take the Lions at home to win. Yeah. I like the Lions too. The Vikings just don't impress me. And, the Lions defense, like I said before, they really surprised me this past Monday night. I think they play really well. And Stafford's having a great year so far. And he's, you know, he's throwing the ball really well. He hasn't been so much of a gunslinger like in the past. Uh, so I have the Lions plus one. Next, Rams-Falcons. Uh, Rams minus three. Who you got? Rams. Definitely Rams. I mean, that's a slap in the face of the Rams. They're only three-point favorites, honestly. Vegas really doesn't believe in them right now. Um, but I believe in the Falcons less, maybe – lower than any team in the league. Um, and the Rams got to score, you know, this has to be like a 30 plus, maybe even 40 point game for them. Um, I think the Rams cover. Yeah, I agree. Rams win Rams cover. Uh, next chargers, Titans, Titans 
minus two with Ryan Tannehill at starting quarterback. Wow. That's also a slap in the face of the Chargers that they're underdogs against the Titans, even if it is on the road. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they bounce back this week. I am just not a Titans believer, no matter who the hell is playing quarterback for them. So I'll go, I'll go Chargers. I agree. Chargers plus two. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is in, over his head, doesn't get the job done, and this game's over by halftime. Next, uh, Saints Bears. This is a good one. Saints, or I'm sorry, the Bears are minus three. Who you got? This is a good one. Um, but the Bears are minus three, right? The Bears are minus Bears three. Bears are minus three. Um, man, the Saints really going to go like undefeated with Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, I don't I mean, he's played some decent games, yeah, but they've also won some ugly games. Um, I don't love the Bears either. Uh, the defense, yeah, but, you know, the obviously it's, I think Trubisky's going to play, right? I'm not sure. I didn't read anything uh, on that. It's not known. Well, honestly, I don't know. I, I, this is also a weird one because I don't love the Bears, but I, I have a hard time believing them. I mean, I know the Saints are good and all. Um, when they get Breeze back, they're going to be great and maybe a Super Bowl favorite. But uh, I, I can't see them just winning again with Bridgewater. Um, you know, this is the best defense he's going to play. It's on the road, too. I think the Bears defense wins this in similar fashion to how they won that Vikings game against Cousins a couple weeks ago. So uh, I'll go with the Bears. I like the Saints this week. I think the they're rolling right now. I don't think you know Bridgewater has been playing really well. Bears defense, yeah, they're good. I don't know how great if Trubisky does play. Uh, I don't know how great he's going to be with that bum shoulder. Um, and Chase Daniels, I'm just – I don't think Chase Daniels is good at, at all. I mean, he's a reliable QB, but I don't think he's good at all. No. Uh, so, I got the Saints plus three. Next, Seahawks, Ravens, Seahawks minus three. This is a good one. I think this is kind of the game of the week uh, to me outside of my team playing on Sunday night, which I'm sure we'll get to next. Um but uh, I like the Ravens this week. The Seahawks, I mean, they're obviously really good. You know, they're playing at home, which is always tough to go in there and win. But uh, they've kind of been squeaking by a little bit in some games this year. They're definitely good, but maybe not quite as good as their record would indicate. Um, and, you know, the Ravens obviously had a couple weeks there where they didn't look great either. But uh, I, I think the Ravens, I think this is, kind of, this is my upset of the week. I think the Ravens go into Seattle and win. I agree. I think the Ravens are playing lights out football right now. I think they beat Seahawks this, uh, this week. I mean, I'm sorry. I beat the Ravens. Or wait, I don't know what I'm. Yeah, beat the so Seahawks. Yeah, oh, yeah. You got okay. it. You got all right, all right. Sorry, I got I got hockey on the TV. Thinking about, yeah, I, was I got say, the Knicks. I got, got the, the Knicks. Right? The Knicks too. I mean, I'm a little thinking you know, about Luis Severino. Can't, yeah, can't get, you know, kick it out of the third inning. A lot of my, I mean, uh, R.J. Barrett's having a uh, eh game right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, Kevin Knox just drove to the bit. rim. Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think the the Ravens beat the Seahawks this week, uh, and they covered definitely, obviously cover it. I'll flip to the Monday night game first. So the Monday night game, Patriots, Jets, Patriots minus nine and a half. I'm actually very surprised at the spread. I guess they do believe in Sam Darnold. I'll start. Uh, I'm going to take uh, – uh, screw it. I'm going to take the Jets. You're going to take the Jets, really? I'm taking the Jets. I what is the spread it. again? Say that one more time. Uh, Patriots minus nine and a half. Um, you know what? I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to go with the Jets. You know, <laughs> the Patriots, I know they're the Patriots. I know they're undefeated. But can we honestly say that they've looked that impressive this year? No, they haven't. They, they, they haven't played one. Really, they right? played, they, yeah. I mean, if you take – I mean, I'll, I'll throw in that Steelers game because it was the first game of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Steelers have been – They had Big Ben. Yeah, and they were a decent team. And they still are playing decent defense and whatnot. 
if you take that game and I'll even say the Bills game if you want. They've played absolutely nobody. Yeah, <laughs> and even in that Bills game, their offense was horrible. And yeah. I know the Bills' defense is good, but, like, I mean, geez, Brady looked like he was 60 in that game. Yeah, so, I mean, the Patriots, you can say, have they impressed you or not? I don't know. Uh, they haven't impressed me really at all other no. than, you know, they've kind of – I don't know how the NFL did them a favor. Giving, I believe their first nine games were against really bad teams. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the biggest joke of the schedule I've ever seen to start a season. I mean, yeah, they're obviously so, really good, but this is not like, you know, Patriots fans are like, oh, undefeated, talk, blah, blah, blah. This isn't even close to that 07 Pats team with Moss. Like, get out of here. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. No, no. way. Their yeah. defense is really good. I'll, I'll say that, the Patriots defense, but I'm not overly impressed with their offense. Yeah, I mean, if you look, I mean, take what you want from Thursday Night Football, but – uh you know, the Giants and Daniel Jones were able to put up points and yards against them. The defense was, I mean, Giants defense is atrocious. And for yeah, a, a half and a quarter, I don't know, for three quarters, they played really well against them. They were Tom right Brady. in that game. Yeah. They were right in that game. They kept them in the game. So uh, I like the Jets this week anyways, going back to it. And then I'll let you rant a little bit. Try to give me like the spark notes version. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of I, won't, I won't go too long. And not the, not the whole book. Of the I don't game. even want to go too long. I'm so fed up with them. So we go to Sunday night football, Eagles, Cowboys, the Cowboys are minus three. All right. So obviously the Eagles have major deficiencies and injuries at corner right now. Um, It's been a problem. It's played them all year, really the last couple of years. seems like some guys finally might be getting back healthy. Jalen Mills hasn't played in literally a full calendar year. He practiced this uh, today. Might be able to play on Sunday. We'll see. Maybe Darby too. Deshaun is the big elephant in the room um, because he's really – I mean, I know that, you know, every team has injuries. Every team has injuries. They're skilled players. They got to work through it. The Eagles particularly, because they really lack, you know, speed and dynamic ability at receiver, really on offense in general. I mean, they have good players, Ertz, Alshon, Goddard, um, you know, Howard, Sanders. But no, I mean, Miles Sanders has been the most explosive receiver on the team since Deshaun got hurt. I mean, that just goes to show you what they're limited at and what they're working with at receiver. So, if Deshaun's able to come back and even just be out there and be a threat down the field, it's going to open up so many things. Um, Dallas is dealing with their own injuries themselves. Amari Cooper might not play this week, which would be huge, considering how you know top receivers have porched the Eagles the last couple of years. Um, and Cooper in particular, you know that game late in the year last year went for over 200 and three touchdowns. So that would really be big if he didn't play. Um, and they're dealing with you know their their both of their tackles are banged up too. They might not play so. Dallas is reeling right now. Both teams are reeling. Uh, I think Dallas is reeling even more coming off the loss to the Jets, their third straight. Um, I just uh, – I don't think the Eagles are great right now. Um, and, you know, I'm certainly doubting, you know, my preseason outlook for them. But I still think they're – I honestly do still, still think they're better than Dallas, and I still think they're going to win this division, even if, you know, it's only at 10-6 and six or 9-7. and seven. Um, I just think they're better, and I trust them. You know, I trust kind of the – the, the infrastructure more there than I do with Dallas. I think Dallas is ready to quit. You know, we saw the clips last weekend of Jason Garrett, you know, going on the field, getting left hanging on some high fives by his team, by his players. Um, they're looking for, for a reason to quit. I don't trust that team and that culture at all. Um, and, and with their injuries, I know the Eagles have injuries too, but the Eagles have been largely been really good at bouncing back after a loss. And, you know, this is a big game. I think the, I think the Eagles win. I think it's going to be tough and close and, you know, nasty, hard fought, but, I think the Eagles win a close one. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are just in absolute disarray right now. And if Amari Cooper is not going to play, even if he does, I don't know how how reliable he's going to be at receiver. 
Uh, I'd like the Eagles this week. I like them to take, you know, finally sole possession of the NFC East. Um, I don't think there's really much more to say about it. I think you kind of covered it, it all. Yeah, right. Now, I would expect I would expect Carson Wentz to have a big game. Alshon Jeffrey, uh, I would expect to have a big game. And I think if the Eagles are going to do anything, it's going to be feeding Jordan Jordan Howard in the red zone. I think if you yeah. look at the kind of the scheme that the Packers ran against the Cowboys, I think the Eagles kind of fit right into that of run, you know, just power football in the red zone on the goal line. You know, even in general, I mean, Aaron Jones ate against them. I would expect, you know, one of the, you know, whether it's Sproles, whether it's uh, Howard, and whether it's Sanders, I think they're going to have a really good game. So I got the Eagles plus three. All righty. So that wraps up our podcast for this week. Uh, everybody go and enjoy your week. Was week it? seven. Week seven. seven. I, keep, I keep thinking it's week six for some I reason. Know. I don't oh, know. I why. wish it was week six. It's going yeah. by too fast. We're almost at the halfway point. I right. have no I have no clue why I keep thinking it's week six, but I keep I do. Uh so enjoy week seven. Uh remember to follow us on jokermag.com. Follow us on, on Twitter at sneaky plays. We're gonna have an article out soon, and we'll also have uh you know picks for this week, you know, on Sunday before the game start at you know, one o'clock game start. Uh, tune in to Hustle and Motivate by our founder, yes. Tyler O'Shea. Great podcast. Always has great underdog stories on. And, you know, if you're down for it, Morris, we might have to do an NBA. Uh, I was literally going to bring that up to you whereas we, right when we were done recording, but we, even better now that you said it on the podcast. I think yeah. We might, have, yeah. We, we might have to do that some point next week before the season gets rolling. Exactly. Uh, you know, I talked myself the Knicks into an eight seed. <laughs> So there's going to be a lot of talk about that. See some Kevin Knox right now looks a little bit better. Uh, yeah, it's only his third year in the league. Hopefully he's better. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I you know we might have to you know discuss that a little bit later on this weekend. Uh, but definitely looking forward to that and all the NBA talk that we'll have going on. You know, eventually. Of course, can't wait. Um, yeah, we got to get that preview pod uh, squared away. Yeah. So everyone enjoy week seven. And have a good one. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast, presented by JoggerMag.com, the home of the underdog. We want to remind you to visit JoggerMag.com because it's the greatest site out there.